This podcast was produced by Steve Gehrig. Please address all comments to my email address, bird-legs at hotmail.com. That is bird-legs at hotmail.com. The Gershwin Brothers wrote a song called, It Ain't Necessarily So. This phrase applies to all we see and hear on media, that is print, broadcast, online, social media. If these media messages are true, that is, they represent actual facts, then people will hear what is actually happening in the real world. But sometimes these media present messages that ain't necessarily so. Some people call this fake news or false news. Many media sources claim the Bible is a collection of myths, mumbo-jumbo, and the outgrowth of several men's imaginations. We'll concern ourselves with the most recently written part of the Bible, the New Testament. This is the part that records Jesus' life. Many media sources say it's a mystical collection of holy writings, a work of man's imagination, meant to persuade people to believe false-to-fact ideas. They say it is not relevant to most people, but only those who are interested in religion. The media says the New Testament is a moldy old book of miraculous myths and imaginative stories. Well, it ain't necessarily so. What these media claim are subjective judgments held by individuals that come from within themselves. They are not objective that is out in the world and therefore subject to verification. So what objective facts do we have about the New Testament? Let's look at the history of how modern man has recorded events that occurred in the past. Today, ordinary people have iPhones that record events. News agencies have more elaborate systems, all stored electronically or on the cloud. And of course, print media. Just 50 years ago, this was not so. But we still had film cameras back then and videotape to record events. Before TV and radio, we were limited to film and print media. Any knowledge we have of the past recorded more than approximately 200 years ago was of a print or handwritten nature. Before the invention of the printing press in the mid-15th century, all records were handwritten. Why do we believe Napoleon Bonaparte once conquered much of Europe? It's recorded for us in the form of print media. Did Columbus claim the New World for Spain in 1492? It's recorded in written media. How about the Crusades? Why do we believe kings and knights attacked Palestine, hoping to regain it from the Muslims? We have handwritten documents that say so. Did Jesus actually live in Palestine? Did he die on a cross, be resurrected, and appear to his disciples? Written records claim all this. But many media sources claim there isn't much evidence for the validity of the New Testament. It ain't necessarily so. Since it was recording events about 2,000 years ago, all documents of the New Testament are handwritten copies of the original manuscripts. This was the only way to produce copies of these documents. The number of preserved copies of the handwritten document is one of the factors for establishing a valid recording of history. The greater the number of preserved copies, the greater the evidence of their valid transmission from the original. The number of years from the original manuscript to its copies is another determining factor. 
The fewer the years between the copy and the original, the more likely it's being valid. The New Testament is attested by over 5,000 copies, in whole or part. This is by far the greatest number of attested copies of any ancient writing. The historical documents we depend on to tell us about ancient history, that is the glory that was Greece and the grandeur that was Rome, are attested by fewer than 20 copies of Thucydides and Tacitus records, yet no historian would doubt that they are valid representations of historical fact. Paleographers, that is, those scientists who study ancient handwriting, can verify the approximate dates of writing. The fewer the years before the original and the copy is a determining factor for validity. The earliest copies of the complete New Testament in existence, it was copied about 400 years after the original. Some partial copies were judged to have been written more than 200 years before that. This may seem like a long time, but can compare that with the 1,300-year gap between Thucydides' original and our earliest copy, and the 1,000 years between Tacitus' works and our earliest copies. Not only is there much documentary evidence for the validity of the New Testament, there is also much physical evidence to verify these written records. Many historical events leave physical traces that remain today. For example, a wooden building shows traces of termite activity, even though the insects themselves may have moved on to a more tasty property. The greater number of physical traces of a historical event seen today, the greater the evidence for the valid recording of the historical event. Anyone who has been to Dusseldorf in Germany will see the names of streets that are in French because Napoleon had once controlled it. This corroborates historical printed and written records. A quick look at Mexico and South America shows that Columbus did indeed claim the New World for Spain. Traces of Hispanic architecture and civilization are unmistakable. We know that the Crusaders conquered Muslim-held territory in Syria and Lebanon by the remnants of the castles they built there about 900 years ago. The truthfulness of the past can be seen by the physical evidence of today. Archaeologists' discoveries have shown that the New Testament writers wrote in a realistic space-time environment. They mention the time and place of their writings. For example, Apostle Paul's writings describe a huge amphitheater in Ephesus. It was excavated hundreds of years after its use. Paul speaks of the city treasurer in Corinth paving stone inscribed with his name was found by archaeologists. The writer of the third gospel, Luke, mentioned an official named Lysanias, uh, that he was the tetrarch of Abilene. An inscription bearing that name and date has been unearthed by archaeologists. The record can be checked by physical evidence. Also, let's consider human remains. By remains, we don't mean the dead, but the living. After 2,000 years, there are ever-present remains in the form of living people because of the historical record of the New Testament. This is the world religion of Christianity. Christianity has myriads of adherents. In the first few hundred years after its inception, New Testament churches grew by a peaceful belief in Jesus. The church started in Palestine and spread to much of Europe Africa and Asia within the first hundred years. 
Today its herods are in the hundreds of millions and spread all over the world. They are human remains, physical evidence of the validity of the New Testament records. The truthfulness of the past can be seen by the physical evidence of the present. Many media experts say that the New Testament is a churchy book written for churchy people to give them what they want to hear, a sympathetic view of their ongoing belief structure, and so not a real recording of actual events. However, there is no evidence that the New Testament documents were meant to be read exclusively by churchy folk. The early converts to Jesus were Jews. This was their religion. The New Testament record depicts a religion that was very much different from Judaism. The message of the New Testament was not sympathetic to these people's ongoing religion, Judaism, but it was different in many ways. There are also non-Jews among the early readers of the New Testament records. Again, the New Testament message contrasted with the Roman and Greek religions of the time. Many media sources say it's a collection of hocus-pocus magic myths meant to entertain soft-headed, gullible people. They say it's a fantasy, much like J.K. Rowling, uh, Harry Potter books, and should not be taken seriously. It ain't necessarily so. A serious reading of the New Testament reveals that it's written in a matter-of-fact style, with no indulgent attention to the miracles it describes. Jesus never seen to do anything that brings fame or celebrity to himself. He always gave God the credit. Jesus' behavior and that of his disciples did not bring heroic attention to them as one would expect in a myth or fable. The miracles that were performed were all attributed to God, and the record of his torture and death can hardly be classified as entertainment. Many media sources will agree to all this, but they say the New Testament record was falsified. Simply ancient cases of fake or false news. Or they say the ancient writings have been corrupted over the years. But this ain't necessarily so. Historians regard ancient documents that record historical events as true, unless there is evidence to prove they are false. For example, if other valid documents written at the time claim that the document in question is fake or false, then that recording is poorly in doubt as to its truthfulness. No valid documentary evidence has been found that claims uh, New Testament documents were falsified. No valid written evidence confutes the truth of these historical documents. Although Christianity is worldwide, most of the churches do not claim the New Testament records are to be followed accurately. Many groups have added things to it and subtracted things. Today, many groups have invented a religion that is simply based on their own ideas. However, there has always been a small segment of people who believe that the original record is to be believed and followed. Future podcasts will look into these last two points. My name is Steve Gehrig. Please address any comments to my email address. That is bird-legs at hotmail.com. Thank you.